Hello and welcome to Are UFOs Real with T.L. Keller. This edition of Are UFOs Real is brought to you by the Total Novices Guide Books. I'm T.L. Keller, author and former aerospace engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, British Aerospace, and Douglas Aircraft, among others. On this program, we'll be looking into the myths and realities of unidentified flying objects, what most of us call UFOs. Why do people continue to report sightings of UFOs? Why do they report abductions, crop circles, and other highly strange events? All opinions expressed on this show are the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of webtalkradio.net. And by the way, if you're a skeptic or you've had a UFO experience of your own and would like to appear on this show, at the end of the program we'll announce how to contact us. So strap yourself in and buckle up. You're in for a ride of your lifetime. Our guest today is Dave McDonald. Dave is the newly elected International Director of MUFON. And for those of you who have not heard this uh, radio show before, MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network, the largest UFO interest group in the world. Dave is a professional pilot and the owner of Flamingo Air an air carrier operator at Cincinnati Airport. Now Dave's involvement with MUFON started years ago, but he's now the State Director for Kentucky and Assistant Director of Investigations. Dave recently took over from Clifford Clift, the previous International Director of MUFON, and has just moved the MUFON headquarters from Colorado to Cincinnati Airport. Hello, Dave McDonald. Hello, Tom. This is the captain speaking. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I want to thank you for uh, being a guest on Are uh, UFOs Real uh, this week? Oh, it's a pleasure, sir. I appreciate you asking. You know, um, as you're the international uh, director of MUFON, I'd like to talk about MUFON a little bit uh, later in the show. But something okay. happened uh, last week that I'd like to get your opinion on. I received a uh, an email from Rob, uh, Rob McConnell. Now, um, he uh, has a, a radio talk show as well, uh, coming out of Ontario, Canada. And his show is called The X-Zone Radio TV Show. And he sent out an email to all of his uh, subscribers saying, and I quote, The end of ufology is at hand, unquote. And this okay. is a result of a um, petition that was submitted by Stephen Bassett. Uh, Stephen Bassett is a UFO uh, researcher. Uh, it's a petition that um, was called the Disclosure Petition, the uh, Petition Number Two, and this was submitted to the White House, which is called uh, We the People. And basically, uh, they were to accept uh, signatures from a minimum of twenty-five thousand. Uh, people around the world, literally, uh, and this was to get the White House to respond in some way to the subject of UFOs and extraterrestrials. And if they got the 25,000 signatures from around the world, uh, the idea was that uh, in some way we would get some kind of an announcement to come out. Well, 
that didn't happen. And this was the second petition that was submitted by Stephen Bassett, and now he's uh, submitted a third one. And of the 25,000 needed, they only got about 6,000. My question basically is, how is it that the UFO community cannot seem to uh, uh, garner enough interested people to uh, bring this forth and, uh, and make this a happening? I'll just quote um, uh, Rob McConnell said, this is a quote, This week the UFO community suffered a staggering blow to the claims of UFO cover-up conspiracies, and I hope a well-needed wake-up call. Uh, and then he said uh, the petition that was put forth by Stephen Bassett uh, did not achieve the necessary signatures to require response from the White House and was subsequently removed from uh, We the People, which is a, a website at the, at the uh, White House. Uh, and this happened just uh, last week. So the question is, um, how is it that we can't seem to pull together 25,000 people? What is your opinion about that? Well, the, the, my, my first thought would be is I have to take issue with the original statement about the end of ufology uh -huh. being at hand. Uh, uh, it is probably stronger, more intense, and of greater interest than it has ever been. Um, I know here at MUFON, our roles are increasing every day. There's more and more new members coming in. Uh, we're having our doors beaten down by producers that want to do TV series, want to get these series back out on the air. The reason being is UFOs and aliens is the highest drawing subject matter amongst these various uh, cable stations, these, the, you know, cable programs. Sure. Now, I don't think it, it is not a matter of a lack of interest in UFOs. It's a lack of interest in these insane petitions. This is the second or third one that's been launched. The first one, I believe, had enough signatures. And you know what the White House told them? <laughs> we don't have anything. End of the story. Well, people are so sick of that. They're sick of hearing the government say they don't know anything. They're sick of hearing about weather balloons and Chinese lanterns and every other cockamamie uh, explanation except for what it could be. The, the, it, it's gotten to the point now where the debunkers are coming up with more fanciful tales than the believers are reporting on. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's come to the point where they can no longer look at a UFO believer or just a person that saw something they don't know what it is and say, huh, prove it. Well, they can't do that anymore because now we're in a position where we can say, prove that it's not. So I don't think that this is, this is uh, an example of lack of interest in UFOs. I think it's a lack of interest in petitions and sign-up sheets and getting on board with this stuff when they know it's not going anywhere. I see. First, okay. we shot them in the foot. So <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course... Um... 
uh, ufology is uh, simply the study of UFOs, and obviously um, UFOs aren't going to be uh, uh, going away uh, just because we didn't get enough uh, signatures here. But, uh, you know, there, there, there could be various reasons why people uh, don't want to sign up for something besides just the fact they don't think it would uh, do anything. Um, they might feel that they don't want to get on some uh, official list. Um, or it might be uh, some kind of uh, fear factor. Uh, you know, we had this Roper poll uh, some years ago that said uh, something like uh, 50% of the U.S. population believed that there was some reality to UFOs. Mm-hmm. And that uh, if, if we had that much interest in this, um, one would think that we might be able to get uh, at least the 25,000 signatures. You know, on on the other hand, uh, maybe P- there's a fear factor. It always strikes me that uh, that some parts of the media just don't want to get into this topic. I had a um, uh, an article uh, that was going to be uh, a review of a book that I wrote uh, not too long ago, and it was uh, going to appear in the local. Uh, uh, newspaper here, and we went in for an interview, and they said we'll have this review of the book uh, in about three weeks. Well, it turned out that uh, they, uh, after the about four weeks, they just simply decided to postpone the review. That was the official response. But it turned out that uh, this particular newspaper was owned by a very well-known conservative uh, media group that also had. Uh, publications in uh, aerospace and defense news so it it never actually came out but anyway your your position basically is that ufology is not dead uh, by a long shot and that people just don't want to uh, continuing to sign up for these uh, these petitions and appeals well sure it's uh, and, and all of those other factors you mentioned also play into this sure there's a fear factor there's a conspiracy factor People don't know if they want to put their names into a list that's going to the White House. Uh-huh. Now, in reality, don't worry about it. They know who you are. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the reality of it. Oh, but there oh yeah. Are folks. Well, there they are know folks they know that... who I am. I'll tell you that much because <laughs> I was I I was out uh, uh, looking for uh, the real Area 51 in the late 80s. Uh, and this was uh, just after uh, Bob Lazar made his uh, famous announcement. So they they spotted me coming in uh, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, all of those things do factor into it. And you put them all together, and basically you got a lack of interest uh-huh. in in the petition end of it. And, and, and really people were getting a little tired of trying to force disclosure. You know, I, yes. I think that it's going to happen. It may very well happen in our lifetime, and I'm no chicken anymore. But yeah, I know. I really uh, think that it, actually, it, neither it, am I, and I'm just hoping that um, something will happen during uh, during our lifetime so that we uh, see the uh, the end result of all of this. Personally, I don't think disclosure is coming anytime soon, though. No, I, I'm afraid I have to agree with you. So <laughs> then it boils down to groups such as ours to continue the research, continue the investigation, continue building the massive databases of actual factual evidence that we do have. Right, uh, right. 
and until such time, I'm afraid what's going to happen, it'll come to the point where all of a sudden one day all we'll be able to do is say, I told you so. Right. And, uh, and, and, and here's everything to back it up, and then it'll be a free-for-all. Isn't that but, the truth? Uh, until that time, we've just, we've just got to keep up the work and uh, keep up the research. And my goodness, it's the most fascinating field I ever got myself entangled in. Isn't it? I feel the same way. Uh, uh, I understand that uh, you first got interested in this when you were a, a boy of about uh, oh, eight years old. Uh, I, probably eight or ten, somewhere uh-huh. around there. Yeah. Old enough to go to the library. And, uh, <laughs> I've yeah, been I think Donald Kehoe's books that got you excited about this. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Uh, I bet it was uh, one of uh, Donald Kehoe's books that got you excited about this topic. Well, there was there was Kehoe. He was one of the very early writers. There was Blue Book, uh, uh-huh. and some of the others. I can't, you know, anymore. I can't remember their names. I'm I'm almost sure Stan Friedman Friedman was in there with the Flag Saucers are real, but I just started reading everything that was available, and at that time there wasn't a lot. Right. Um, That's true. But I started on it, and by golly, I've just never stopped. So here I am today, um, <laughs> still learning, still researching, uh, having a whale of a good time doing it. Well, that's good. Dave, can you um, stand by for a moment? Um, our um, discussion with uh, Dave McDonald will continue in a moment. T.L. Keller's Are UFOs Real? is brought to you by the Total Novices Guidebooks. Would you like to know more about UFOs but are afraid to ask? Why do so many people still report UFO sightings? Why are they even here? A new book, The Total Novices Guide to UFOs, introduces the reader to the world of unidentified flying objects. You may have accepted the stories of weather balloons, hoaxes and optical illusions as the explanation of the UFO phenomenon, but just take a look at the Total Novices Guide to UFOs and your worldview will change. This large format book is printed in full color with more than 500 pages of fascinating reports of UFO crashes, ET abductions, crop circles and UFO related stories, including the testimonies of 10 military officers who experienced UFO events and extraterrestrial beings. The Total Novices Guide to UFOs also explains why they are here and who pilots them. The Total Novices Guide to UFOs is jam-packed with stories and reports from well-known UFO researchers such as Linda Moulton Howe, Timothy Good, Stephen Greer, Travis Walton, NASA astronauts Edgar Mitchell and Gordon Cooper. The Total Novices Guide to UFOs is available on the internet from the totalnovicesguide.com, amazon.com or from your local bookseller. Okay, we're back with uh, Dave McDonald, uh, the uh, new international director of uh, MUFON. Dave, could you uh, tell us about MUFON? Uh, what are your objectives? What are your plans? Since you're the new director, how do you th- uh, see uh, things changing in the, in the future? Well, you know, MUFON is the, the largest UFO investigating organization in the world, period, end of the story. Um, there, there's an old cliche that, that we just love to use, others report, we investigate. We've got, uh, we're up to about 3,000 members here in 39 countries. We got 
847, I think it is, right now, field investigators. And uh, the, the, the organization is truly evolving and, and, and growing, growing immensely, Tom. Um, we've, we've moved the international headquarters to Cincinnati, Ohio. We're located at an airport uh, right off the lobby. We got good visibility, good traffic patterns, and it is absolutely astounding the amount of traffic that we have come by. We're, uh, we're establishing a walk-in store here. Um, I mentioned earlier that the membership roles are continuing to grow, and they're growing quite, quite well. MUFON is financially solid. Uh, we're doing we're, we're we're doing quite well. We're we're uh, we're, we're growing, and my th- that was my plan, of course, is to grow the organization. We are making tremendous efforts to upgrade the professionalism uh, and the quality of all of our people. Uh, for example, starting with our field investigators, this is a story I love to tell. Way back in the day, I am told that at one time we had two eight-year-olds and a dog certified as investigators. <laughs> now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But you got to admit, it's funny. It is. Uh, but particularly, particularly if it's a it's, sniffer dog. There you go. Now it's not that easy anymore. Uh, There are exams to be taken. There are background checks to be gone through. There are ethical standards that have to be abided by. And we're working, we're just working like crazy to continue to raise the bar and to make sure that our people are, are the best there are. And that when they're out Anywhere, and they mention the word MUFON, they will, they will absolutely be the shining stars. Um, it, it's difficult. Some people can't, can't do that. Some have to be let go. Fortunately, not very many. But um, the, the effort is being made to just completely upgrade everything about MUFON. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have um, uh, your purpose or objective basically is to uh, accept uh, uh, reports of uh, UFO incidents, to investigate them, to report back, and to educate the public. Is that correct? To the best of our knowledge, yes, sir. Okay. Um, Let me uh, just ask you uh, if someone uh, would like to uh, join. uh, MUFON, uh, how can they contact uh, you? Oh, it's, it's so easy. Just go to www.mufon.com. Um, everything you'd ever want to know is right there on the website. To join, just click join and fill out the form and submit it, and you're on your way. If, uh, if you feel like, well, not only do I want to join, but I really want to get involved, the first step, is to become a field investigator, and you can you, you buy the manual from the store. You study it, submit your your exam along with all of the required documentation, 
and that comes that comes into home office here in Cincinnati. They're graded. Uh, background checks are run, and when everything's cleared, by golly, we'll put you to work. And <laughs> we got the we got the work to give you. Now so, you also uh, uh, put out a uh, a monthly uh, MUFON UFO journal, do you not? Yes, sir. We do. Uh, that's that's part of being a subscriber. You can have a choice between receiving your journal as a hard copy or electronically, or both. It just depends on, on how you want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So the, the entire journal is actually available online if you subscribe to that, or you'll get, your, you'll get your hard copy magazine in the mail. Okay. That comes and, out once a month. And then you also have uh, local chapters uh, throughout the country, do you not? Yes, sir. We're, like I say, we're represented in all 50 states and 39 countries. The entire organization is, of, of course, broken into a network of the 50 states. And uh, those, each one has a state director and a whole cadre of, of officers involved to run that state and to grow the operation. If a, uh, if a report comes in, it is automatically directed to the state that the incident took place in, and they will they will have investigators on that. Usually within hours, they'll have that case assigned mm-hmm. from the time it hits hits our uh, case management system. Okay, you are also um, you've been a uh, the state director for Kentucky, I know, uh, yes, but you you've been a field investigator in the past. Uh, Let me ask you this. Um, What is your favorite UFO event that you've uh, been involved with? Oh, that I've actually been involved with? Uh Uh-huh. Or or one that you haven't, but others have, you know. Well, there's there's been a a number of real doozies. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, but the term Little Green Man was was coined from an incident in Kentucky. Was it? Um, yeah, it's it's a very famous, and if if you look it up, you'll know you'll know the case right away. It was down in Kelly Hopkinsville area of Kentucky, and uh, a rural family had well, gee, I don't think I want to say attacked. That wasn't the word. Um, visited it by alien creatures. Of course, they didn't know they weren't under attack. Quite a quite a gun battle ensued. Um, a gun battle. Oh yeah, yes. Um, the, I, I know this isn't really the story you want to get into, but I'll give you just the basics and your listeners can look it up on the internet. But it's a very, very rural family in, in Kentucky, and uh, a, a, a friend was staying over with them and went out to the well to get water, and, and he saw this, this huge light coming down in the, in, through the trees in the woods. And uh, a few minutes later, these four-foot-tall-looking characters start coming out of the woods. Well, he freaked out, ran in the house, alerted the family. They, of course, figured he'd lost his mind, but uh, went out to look anyway. And, of course, they went out armed, and they saw these things and opened fire. Uh, They retreated back into the house. Now... Being being out, and when I say rural, brother, I mean they were out in the woods. Uh, they put the kids under the bed, as I understand, put 
mattresses around the bed and then took up their armed positions. The whole idea is protect the kids. And apparently these characters are looking in the windows and running across the roof, and uh, they were shooting at them and carrying on and finally made a break for their car, went into town, brought the sheriff back. Well, you know, this, this evolved and evolved, and eventually the Air Force showed up and everybody else. They crucified these people. I uh, said, well, you know, the, they were out in the woods type and they put probably drinking and this and that, none of which was true. And at the symposium this year, which you're going to be a featured speaker. Uh, yes, thank you the, again. The uh, the sole survivor of that little episode was she was a little girl, the one they put under the bed, and she'll be there discussing the uh, the theme UFO friend or foe. I see. And uh, and it it should be quite interesting. Her take on it is as well. If anybody was a foe, it was probably us because they didn't make a hostile move. <laughs> it I was see. the Earthlings that started yes. shooting. <laughs> sort know? of the classic. Uh... American reaction, isn't it, to uh, right. beings right. from other worlds? Tell me, what did these uh, beings look like? They were four feet tall. Uh, how would you generally describe well, four, them? Well, and, and you know, one of one of the 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 father, the dad, Mister Sutton, he would really, he rarely would speak about it. But a reporter coined the phrase "little green man." And the only thing this gentleman ever said back was they weren't green, they were silver. Silver. And uh, that's, yeah, that's what he said. Uh, they, in um, other words, they were wearing some kind of a, a silver coverall? Or well, I would, was there... I, yeah, I would have to assume that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's all, it's all on the Internet. And that was like 1950, golly, 52, I think, maybe. 52, 55, somewhere back in the day. Oh, I see. Um, How do you refer to that particular case? It's the Kelly Hopkinsville. Oh, UFO. Hopkinsville, okay. Right, right. Type that in, you'll get everything you ever wanted to know about it. All right. And what was and the also, ultimate uh, conclusion of the Air Force uh, was uh, they were um, uh, brewing a little bit too much uh, oh, oh, sure. <laughs> homemade, yeah. homemade drink, huh? Well, yeah, that or swamp gas or smoking mirrors or you know, whatever they could dream up. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, well, Kentucky has a real rich history and a lot of, of UFO events and first and all of that business. Well, that's, of uh, most... that's sort of fascinating where the uh, the uh, origin of the Little Green Men story, because, you know, typically uh, when people want to uh, make sort of a half-serious, uh, half joking comment about this subject they talk about little green men and exactly. uh, there there is some or there obviously an origin to this uh description that that is it <laughs> okay well fair enough uh dave i want to uh thank you for uh uh joining us today uh, uh i don't uh get to talk to the the director of MUFON very often, and uh, it's been a real opportunity to uh, to uh, talk to you today. Well, very good, and, and again, thank you for asking me on, and I'm going to look forward to, to seeing you at the uh, at the symposium in Covington in August. Uh, now that's uh, that's in Kentucky. That is in Kentucky, and it's, it's right around August fourth, I believe. It's around August fourth. 
It's it's third, fourth, and fifth of August. Uh huh. Okay. We're right I'd across the river from Cincinnati, and I think it's going to be one whale of a convention. Uh huh. I'm looking forward to it. And once again, thank you for inviting me to be a speaker there. All right, Tom. It's wonderful speaking to you, and uh, you feel free to call if I can do anything. Okay, fair enough. Thanks again, Dave. All righty. Bye-bye. Keep looking up. Uh, yeah, really. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Well, that winds up our uh, show for today. Are you a skeptic, or have you had your own UFO experience? For those of you who would like to appear on Are UFOs Real?, please contact us at tkeller at dc.rr.com. Thanks for tuning in and staying tuned. We hope this and future shows will truly be mind-opening.